Game 5 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Everybody knows Celtics took Game 4 in Miami. Now, all of a sudden, it's straight to the moon for the Celtics, despite the fact that the Heat beat them 123-116 in Game 1, 111-105 in Game 2. So uh, Celtics, uh, you know, after back-to-back home losses, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon, Sam. Back-to-back home losses there and back-to-back losses in closeout Game 5s. Or game or not closeout, excuse me, Game 5s in Boston. They're 0-2 in Game 5s in Boston. They dropped one to Atlanta, a really bad one, and then they dropped one to Philly, which set up the Jason Tatum show where he closed out that series. But they're 0-2 at home in this series. They're 0-2 in Game 5s. All right, well. So I feel great. Despite all that. We're okay, having a good time feel, over here. You, Everybody's having fun. You're you're always taking the high road with this whole thing with the heat here, Sam. But the Ozbakers have the Celtics an eight, eight and a half point favorite for a reason. Your thoughts on that? That's fine. In, in the words of uh, one of my favorite postgame pressers of all time, the uh, former Cardinals quarterback, Derek Anderson. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And then you had, that's fine. Wasn't what did Jimmy Butler say you know yesterday when he was asked about whether they there's any momentum uh, for the Celtics? Do you, no. got, do, you, do, you, do you do you happen to have that handy, Sam? I will hear. In, okay, I okay. will hear in yeah, just that, a second. But that was a short answer uh, it, by Jimmy Butler. Uh, short, so, sweet, and to the point. That's all. Uh, that's all. That's all Jimmy Butler does. No. There you go. It, asked when asked, does this give Boston some momentum, Jimmy Butler? No. That's all you need to know, Sam. I do think the Celtics will win tonight, but I expect a, a very competitive game. And I'll, I think uh, Jimmy Buckets is going to outplay Jason Tatum tonight. And whether it's en- enough on the Celtics' home court is up for debate. Um, mm, well, that would be an interesting I, one. I, I, just, I, I, I just have this like vision of, of him being at the very top of his game. We're going to get into a little bit of Jimmy Butler being Jimmy Butler and what that means. But Eric Spolstra being Eric Spolstra, he doesn't care if the public are jumping on the Celtics to win for Sam. There you go. Same thing. I mean, the rest of that's just fodder after that. That's all that matters. Right, 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 right. I mean, if if we do want to hear the eloquence of Eric Spolstra. We don't give a Okay. Uh, trying to compete, you know, to, uh, this is a great opportunity. And our guys love uh, these kind of uh, challenges, love to compete, love, um, you know, the playoffs and love playing in an environment like this. Well, I, I, I can't argue that. And you're a Miami Heat fan, and you've been listening to it from guys like me that they don't have a chance all the way along. Um, but Chris Carlin has heard here on ESPN Radio, he has not necessarily been on the Heat bandwagon, but all of a sudden he jumped on it, Sam, and you're kind of bothered by yeah, that. Yeah, I got a word for, for Chris Carlin, and it means absolutely nothing because he may never hear this, but he, you know, we do get these guys made available sometimes, so if that, if that time comes, I don't forget things like this. Last season, he was... He was the one that was at the at the forefront of the let's make fun of the Miami Heat parade because it's the same story then, it's the same story now. All these guys that were undrafted free agents, I've never heard of this guy. Gave Vincent who, Kayla Morton this, even though they're both out playing Jason Tatum. And now that the Celtics won game four and the mood is totally shift to, like you said, straight to the moon, Boston Celtics going to win the series. Now all of a sudden, 
Mr. Carlin's changing his tune. Uh, he and Chris Canty have been filling in for Greeny a lot while Greeny's doing the playoff stuff. This was how they started this morning's show. When is America going to stop disrespecting the Miami Heat? I will not stand for it anymore, Chris Canty. It's just absurd. It's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. Yeah, I, I don't know if America could disrespect the Miami Heat anymore. And it's a double dose of play in both sides because it sounds snide and sarcastic, but that was actually his whole point in the first segment of the show is people are disrespecting the Heat even though he chose to say it like that. Well, I think that in their pre-show meetings like you and I had, they said topic number one in the first segment, come strong about the disrespect of the Miami Heat because it kind of it's been going on for a while and um, you know I know the element of people saying that Boston is going to, you know, sweep, you know, come back and win the series in seven games is is more prevalent than, you know, before, but uh yeah, I um I'm a, I'm in agreement with you, Sam. I'm in agreement with you. you. Uh yeah, the the idea of Boston um being a better team is what everybody kind of hangs their hat on on this thing too. And again, I'm going to go back to tell you this, these guys usually know what they're talking about. Boston an eight-point favorite. You tell me why you think differently. Well, how can you call a team that's down 3-1 in a series and played a game that is embarrassing to professional basketball in Game game 3 a better team? How can you call them a better team? I'm listening. I'm at, I'm out last week. You guys did a great job filling in for me last week. And so I'm on the plane going to going to Vegas, and I'm listening to game one on the Celtics radio, and all they're talking about, oh, the Celtics were number two in offense. They're number two in defense. Why is this happening? This isn't supposed to be happening. The Heat outscored by 21 in the third quarter, game one. Come back, fourth quarter, game two, outscored by 14. Game three was, was a pitiful excuse for professional basketball, but you keep telling, and, and I'm, I'm saying you in generalities, that that's the better team. I mean, I get that these guys know what they're talking about. Greeny, especially, he he's nose deep in basketball this time of year. But I, I I'm just I'm not here for it. What's keeping people thinking that Boston has the edge is that they they have seen when teams have gotten Jason Tatumized. Okay. That, that's like the wild card in this, what he's done in taking over games. And I'm saying Jimmy Butler will be the uh, have the best game of anybody on the court, even including Tatum. But here's the thing. Jalen Brown, there, his little sidekick where there. Where you at? And it, yeah, where you at? So, so are you, if you're a Boston fan, saying somehow we won game four and... You know, we didn't. We didn't really get anything. We haven't really gotten anything about Jalen Brown. So, what are the the chances are that in these next three games, Jalen Brown could go on a stretch where he's their best player, sure. which they've gone back and forth. Him and Tatum have gone back and forth. People forget this because Brown hasn't had a good postseason. But like, it was Batman and Robin big time with those two guys. Sure. Yeah. If I'm a Boston fan, I'm saying. Look at how they played. You know, Jason Tatum still turning the ball over. Jalen Brown is still struggling from three, and we won that game. Eventually, these guys are going to figure it out. That's what I have going for me. And I will say, I will say something nice about the Celtics in that the way that they played Game Four was as close to what we saw last year when they made it to the finals. What that team looked like. What they showed in Game Four is the closest we've seen to that in the entire playoffs. So I will give them that. But again, you're down three. To, you're down three one in the series, and it it's still it hasn't it hasn't been there to this point. And now you ticked off Jimmy Butler. 
Okay, so uh, going back to Boston playing much more uh, like they were normally used to seeing them than they had played in the series in Game Four in the entire playoffs. Yeah, this year. yeah. What I what I saw that was not on the offensive side. I I saw that on the defensive side. I mean, they in in the NBA you have got to switch and you've got to help and all this. What I saw is every time. You know, not every time, but when Miami was taking those spot-up shots, typically they had a Celtic guy running at them. And, you know, a couple of times, you know, they uh, were able to get blocked shots behind the head of a variety of different players. They did. They did. They I mean, did. At, a, at a high rate. They blocked and, a lot of shots in the From area. behind. Yeah. 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 Uh, and when they weren't doing those things, they were kind of running at them like, with both hands up, making sure, like, not to undercut him of course but it was just that extra effort there at the defensive end that made it more difficult that for Miami who'd been kind of red hot to that point you know in every part of the fa- every facet of the game that also though that also magnifies the di- the difference between regular season basketball and playoff basketball yeah regular season basketball okay if we have a bad night we'll come back at it tomorrow and you know it, the whole thing of they have better players it carries a lot more weight in the regular season than it does in the playoffs, especially in a case like this, because you're seeing, I mean, I'm not going to do, you know, what, uh, what Julius Randle of the Knicks said in the second round where Julius Randle's like, oh, they want it more. I'm not, I don't think it's that with Boston, but it's the mental side of it. It's the adjustment side of it. You have a rookie coach versus a guy who's in his, what, sixth or seventh NBA finals. All that stuff matters just as much as the guys on the floor, especially when they're not giving you what you think they're supposed to give you. That word is useless this time of year. It is. Okay, so, I, you know, like, when people don't want to get into the nitty-gritty stuff, they're like, all right, you know, LeBron has to be LeBron, uh, and or this guy was doing his thing or whatever. And Jimmy's okay, got to be Jimmy. And you're saying Jimmy's got to be uh, Jimmy. I've got a pen and paper in hand. Define for me what Jimmy has got to do to be Jimmy, Sam. When Jimmy Butler is being Jimmy Butler, there is nobody in the league that finishes at the rim through contact and gets those and one plays better than him. When he is playing at his peak level, I mean, he was just he was sitting back. Game three, he could sit back. It didn't matter. Everybody was making everything, but there but that's that was the story in game four. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. When's Jimmy gonna take over? And it never happened. He's he's demanding the basketball. He's getting to the basket. He's getting guys in foul trouble, but he's also moving it around as well. He seems as confident in being in or not even confident, he seems as comfortable in being Jimmy Butler as he has at any point. Okay, in his so career. what you're saying then is uh, is he needs to be uh, be the aggressor. Be, be the aggressor. There, keep his dribble alive, even when there's not any room. Keep that dribble alive and try to get your nose to the front of the rim because he's a master at it. He, he is, and especially the way that fouls get called in today's NBA, which I know a lot of people don't like, but he takes advantage of that as well as anybody. Well, that exerts a lot of energy. You know that it does. It's it like does. It, because, and that's why he didn't do it Jimmy, again for. Jimmy being Jimmy is also evident on the other side of the court too. He's been known to guard the. You know, here's the thing, you know the 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 Heater without two starters, correct? Tyler uh, Hero and uh, and Victor Oladipo. And Victor Oladipo. Okay, those two guys were never known as being really good defenders. No. Okay, so you know you are missing you know some of those other that like what Sha- uh, Kyle Lowry's doing. 
those other two guys do it better than he does. Okay, so you got Lowry in there. You don't have those two guys on the offensive side. But cumulatively on defense, uh, the Heat are playing better than they have all year, statistically and everywhere else. Uh, so Butler does he's the he's the guy that gets him going on that end too, Sam. Should we go with uh, I'm trying to think which one should we go with? He stirs the drink. I'm trying to think of the cliche we can go with for Jimmy. That's what I'm going with. He stirs the drink. 